you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey there, everybody. It is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where on time is when we get there. I'm your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Florio and... Got a little bit of a change in the driver's chair. Producer Justin's still with us, but uh, I think he's handing the keys over to uh, producer Randy. Randy Chavez uh, joining the show. At some point, we'll get Randy in here on the mic, and we will harass him because he's a Packers fan. Um, and, you know, that's just what, what we do here. What could we have to harass the Packers with this week? I can't. Yeah, this week. I think that's the key <laughs> phrase, right? Like, this week. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, you know, their quarterback, their erstwhile quarterback, uh, I was talking about he didn't know that uh, his views on COVID would, would potentially break up his relationship. Who knew? Uh, anyway, uh, we got some stuff to talk about uh, t- today. Uh, free agency is coming up in a couple of weeks, so I felt like the next few weeks would be a good time to kind of go through, figure out some of the fantasy fits uh, by position. We'll talk quarterbacks and tight ends today. 
I uh, also have a couple of interviews to throw in. Uh, I had the chance to be out at Pro Bowl practice uh, a few weeks ago and uh, talk to some fans out there to get their thoughts on the fantasy season, kind of uh, get the pulse of the people, if you will, about uh, you know quarterbacks going early, running backs, all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk to that. Uh, and also had a chance to talk to Justin Jefferson, who was a really fun interview. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, so, Florida, how are, how are you coping now that we're a couple weeks without actual football how and there's no baseball right now right because normally i know that's where you would pivot so there's no football doesn't appear to be any baseball how are you coping right now uh it's weird because like you're still seeing a lot of hot takes for fantasy football and and baseball and stuff like that on twitter and i'm just like uh, i don't really have the the passion i guess right now to to jump in and have these hot takes although i am a little bit crazy i'm currently in two slow best ball football drafts and two slow uh best ball baseball drafts just to keep me a little bit busy and occupied this time of year but uh yeah sl- and th- last night is when it really hit me because I like was looking what was on TV and I was like I can't even throw on a random NBA game right now like it's <laughs> it's the complete dead zone that was the weird part right I was like well it's it's you know it was a Tuesday night like there's like no they're not back yet they're still uh they're still on the all-star break so, yeah, it is very much uh, a dead zone right now for uh, a lot of the major sports. Um, but speaking of the, the NBA All-Star game, Miles um, Garrett played in the, what, the celebrity game that, that took place on Friday night and uh, looked very much like the Hulk in, in a basketball jersey. Um, but he also tweeted afterwards uh, that he wants to sign up for the dunk contest next year. Um, which would be interesting considering the dunk contest has sort of lost a lot of its flair. Uh, why not let some, some athletes from other sports in there and, and see what they could do? But it got me thinking because he tweeted about the dunk contest. Uh, DK Metcalf wants to qualify for the Olympics as a sprinter. He's not sure if he wants to do the 100 meter, the 60 meter, whatever. Uh, he's still rehabbing his foot injury, but he says he plans on trying to qualify for the 2024 Olympics. And it made me wonder, are there any NFL players out there that you would like to see play another sport? Yeah, there, there's a good amount. Like, I, I don't, no offense to DK, I don't really get excited when, like, football players try to become sprinters or something like that because it's not that exciting. But, like, I would love to see Kyler Murray or Russ or Mahomes or any of these players that were duels. A.J. Brown, he posted a video the other day of him in the batting cages, and he could swing, man. So, like, I would love to see some of these players try to do the dual sport thing like we've seen uh, happen in the past. And DK was one that I was like, man, him in the dunk contest seems like it would be a good time as well. I, I'd also like to see Aaron Donald try to play baseball just because he's <laughs> so massively big that I think it would be entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, they always talk about guys like it's hard to be super muscular to play baseball. I mean, you do have to have some strength, obviously. I mean, they're definitely huge guys playing baseball. But I do feel like, one, Aaron Donald would be super muscular and also that bat would look like a twig probably <laughs> in his hands when he's like trying to swing the thing. Um I would love to see, like, you know, the, the guys who did play baseball previously to see them step out there, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know what Kyler was an outfielder, but, like, you know, I see Russ turn the double play at second base, him and Mahomes, right? Like, that'd be a pretty sweet double play combination, I think, uh, between I, the two of them. I think we could make a – like, there's at least nine 
football players, right? Like where we could field a full team oh, yeah. and just watch them play like a one game. Like I, I would, I would watch that if like in the middle of May or June, they were like, Hey, here we go. Like I, I would sign up and watch that. I mean, it'd be a fun thing to do like this time of year, right? Like if there was yeah. actual spring training going on, like the NFL season is over, uh, you know, send them out to Arizona or Florida. They play a couple of spring training games, you know, and it, like do it early when like the guys are still kind of getting in shape and, and everything like that. Like that would be kind of fun. Like I would totally watch something like that. Um, Hytham dropped in, in the uh, chat to, to see if some of them could play soccer. Um, I know Chad Ochocinco once tried out for uh, an MLS team that didn't work out. But there's got to be some guys out there. And I'm, I'm even thinking non-kickers, right? Like, I'm sure there are plenty of kickers who could play soccer. But, like, some non-kickers out there, I think. Like, Odell, I think, is actually a pretty decent soccer player, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that'd be fun. It would also be great, though, to see the guys who've never played soccer. Like, these freak athletes just, like, struggling. <laughs> like, because, I mean, if you've never played soccer before, it is hard. So, that would be entertaining just to watch. Like, uh, have a like do a, a day where like we just get a bunch of athletes like these NFL players and we make them play random sports. It would right. be a lot of fun. No, I'm totally down with that. I think that'd be awesome. Um, like you know, field day. Exactly. Like I know everybody talks about like, hey, LeBron would be a great tight end or something like that. But like you know, could Travis Kelsey like post up? Right? Could he be a good power <laughs> forward or something like that? Uh, you know, uh, I feel like Gronk would just be a foul machine as a uh, <laughs> as an NBA player. Um, but yeah, I'd be totally down for something like that. But you know, we'll see what happens. I, I still, I still think it'd be fun to see Miles Garrett in the dunk contest. See what he yeah. can do. Whatever. Uh, and good luck to DK Metcalf. If uh, see if he can make the Olympics in 2024, which I, I believe is in London, if I'm not mistaken. But either he, way, he would have to be the most like jacked sprinter, right? Like, oh, probably because those guys all want to be like lean and like you know aerodynamic, and he right. just comes in like a tank. Yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> That would be. I would. I. I'd, I'd watch it though. I would definitely Same. watch it if you were there. So, uh, all right. Let's get to uh, some of these these fantasy fits for free agency. But that does start in a couple of weeks, and so we'll go through the quarterbacks, the tight ends today. We'll get through running backs and, and wide receivers, uh, probably in a week or two. Um, we'll also do some combine talk somewhere in here as well uh, at some point. But um, I didn't go through the whole list. Our our, our good pal and uh, researcher extraordinaire Matt Frederick put together a list of some of the key uh, fantasy-relevant free agents that are expected to hit the market sometime soon. Now, knowing our luck, the moment we record this uh, and put it out, somebody will get hit with like a franchise tag or something like that, uh, and we'll just ruin the whole thing we're trying to do here. But in the meantime, as the moment, these guys are set to be free agents. So I picked five quarterbacks. Uh, it's not the full list, but it's the ones I thought were maybe the most interesting. And we can talk about where you think they fit or if they fit anywhere at all. Um, the first one's Teddy Bridgewater, who was fine, was serviceable this year for the Broncos. Uh, I don't know that he's a, a huge fantasy guy. I mean, he's, he's a guy that you pick up off the waiver wire. You play him in the right matchup. That's about it. But chances are he's not going to be in Denver next year. And assuming that he leaves the Broncos, do you see a good spot? for him next year it's nothing against teddy i'm kind of over the teddy bridgewater as a starter at least for fantasy <laughs> purposes he doesn't really elevate anyone so my thinking but like he's good enough to compete for his starting job the first spot that i i thought of that i think makes a lot of sense is like cleveland like go there back up baker mayfield potentially com compete with him 
Because I think the Browns are at the point where, like, if Baker doesn't show life early on this year, they're going to be like, all right, it's time to move on. And I think Teddy is the type of quarterback that you could move on to while still trying to compete. Um, but I, I don't think there's an obvious landing spot for him where he could just go in and start. So I, I want to see him go somewhere where, uh, like, similar to what, like, uh, the Titans did a couple years ago when they brought in Ryan Tannehill because they were unsure of Mariota. Go to a spot like that where if the starter struggles and they're like, all right, we want to move on, I think Teddy is that perfect QB, two. So you talk about him going to Cleveland and maybe competing with Baker Mayfield or pushing him there. I had a similar thought about him, say, going to Houston. Um, you know, and I know that they've talked about Davis Mills and, you know, Lovey Smith has said he thinks Davis Mills, uh, you know, could potentially be a guy. I don't know if he's going to be the guy, but, but, you know, they're certainly very complimentary of him. Um, and all things considered, I mean, what he was working with, I, I can't say he had a terrible season, but I, you know, I think it wouldn't be unwise to bring somebody in a veteran presence who can maybe push him in training camp and who can step in and you know if something were to happen uh you know you have at least a capable backup in Teddy Bridgewater there so uh you know the, the Texans are still I think quite a ways away from being I think seriously competitive but uh you know making sure you at least have your quarterback depth would would be important so I, I think I think that's a good spot for him but I'm, I'm kind of with you I don't know that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to go somewhere and be a starter. I think those days are, are sort of behind him. We, we kind of know what we have at this point, and it's fine. Um, but it's but like you said, it's not it's not going to elevate anybody or any team uh, around him at this point, which sort of transitions nicely into Cam Newton because he seems to have fallen into that category as well. Uh, he came back to Carolina. It wasn't great. Um, and he is a free agent now. My, my actual question is, does he even get signed or do we go through the whole spring and summer with Cam Newton looking for a job or is there somebody that you think should and will take a shot at him? I don't have a definitive team in mind <laughs> that, that would. And my thinking is, I think your question is on the nose because like my initial thinking with Cam Newton was like, he's going to do what he did the last two years. Like last year he didn't sign until what was it like October, but we were already well into the season and there was an injury and it was a team that knew him the year before that he didn't sign till like late June with the Patriots. So he's been waiting for the right opportunity. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes that route again. I think Cam Newton still thinks he's a starter uh, at the NFL level. I personally don't think he is anymore. I, I think his shoulder injuries have just kind of ruined what was once an MVP quarterback. Um, I think he could be a really good backup, especially a veteran presence. Like the the thoughts I had were like he could go there to Philly and like mentor Jalen Hurts or be a backup on a team like the Ravens, where if Lamar was to get hurt or miss time again, you don't have to change up your offense because you have a quarter a mobile quarterback waiting in the wings. But I'm not so confident he's gonna want to just be a backup. Like hey. Back up Josh Allen. We keep saying that Josh Allen is the new <laughs> Cam Newton, like do something like that. But uh, I'm thinking he's probably going to want to hold out until he gets a, a better chance at starting. I mean, you talk about him going to be a backup somewhere where he can mentor somebody. Uh, another name that, that popped into my head in that regard uh, would be Chicago. Um, you know, I who knows what's going to happen with Andy Dalton. Um, you know, he, he stepped in and eh, it was Andy Dalton uh, for the Bears this year. But... If 
obviously the goal is to get Justin Fields up to speed and have him be the quarterback. Um, look, I, I know it's not a one-to-one comparison in terms of skill set, but I do think that, that he could learn a lot from a guy like Cam Newton. But it is, as you say, is Cam willing to go somewhere and be a backup? And I'm not totally sure that he is, uh, in which case he's probably going to be waiting a while. Um, because I don't, I don't think any of the teams that need a quarterback right now uh, are going to be interested in Cam Newton. So we'll see if he, he actually does get signed I, or if he, uh, he hangs out again. I just had one more idea where he could okay. go. He could go wherever, whoever drafts Malik Willis and maybe be like a bridge. Um, like if they don't want to start Willis right out the gate, you could start Cam for like the first month and then he's a mentor. But again... I'm not so sure if Cam's going to want to sign somewhere to be that role. We, we've we seen quarterbacks struggle to adjust to that, like, hey, I'm not the star anymore. Now I'm the guy preparing the stars. So we'll see. But I, I do think there's landing spots that make sense for Cam. It's just a matter of what we said if he wants to be a backup. Right. It's 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 going to be about Cam and, and what he wants to do and where he wants to play uh, and what role he's going to be willing to take. So um, do you- that's – Sort of why I think he's going to be waiting for a while. Do you think if he's a backup, he still comes to the games in like his his oh absolutely awesome suits? Absolutely. Oh, he's going to come <laughs> in, in all the fits, regardless of what his role on the team is. Um, yeah, that that part of Cam I think will never change. <laughs> so, um, so I, I mean that's one reason we got to have him in the league just to to see his fits uh, coming more fun in with Cam. the stadium. Right, it's more fun with Cam. Um, so from Cam to Jameis Winston who, you know, obviously last year uh, had the injury, um, missed a good chunk of the season. We thought he was going to be the guy in New Orleans. Uh, And I guess it's as simple as, does he stay in New Orleans? You know, there's a coaching change. There's going to be a lot of upheaval, I think, for the Saints. Do they bring him back and try to let him, you know, see what he can do? Or is it better that he tests the water somewhere else? We we heard reports this week that the Saints want to bring him back. I'm thinking... That's probably the most likely scenario because he knows the the team and the system. But, man, the Saints are are pretty rough. Like, I know they could have Michael Thomas back this year, but that might not work out. He might want to get traded. Then there's Kamara and not a whole lot else around him. We just saw last year how anemic the Saints offense looked at times. I, I continue to think, like, Pittsburgh would be a spot that makes a lot of sense for Winston. They got a good defense. They got uh, good pieces on offense. He could just throw the ball up downfield to chase Claypool, stuff like that. But we're we're hearing a lot of smoke with the Saints. So as of right now, ultimately, I think that's where he ends up. But for fantasy, there's definitely more appealing options. I mean, we talked about him going to Pittsburgh last year, right? Like that was supposed to be the, the landing spot, we thought. We figured, okay, at some point the Steelers have to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. Why not take a shot at a guy like Jameis Winston to take advantage of those downfield weapons? Obviously, that didn't happen. They wrote it out with Ben. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, look, they made the playoffs. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily because of Ben, but they got there. Um, I did see uh, a list of potential landing spots, and, and a couple that I thought were interesting – uh, I mean, the Steelers were on that list. That was an interesting one. Washington. And, and we talked to Taylor Heineke, you and I, uh, just before Super Bowl. And at some point, we will, we'll run that interview um, you know, on, on the pod here. But, uh, you know, one of the things he kept talking about was just sort of knowing 
Look, he Taylor Heineke has no illusions about who he is and and what his role in the NFL is, and he understands that he will probably always be looking over his shoulder as a guy who was undrafted, who, as he told us. They brought him to Washington basically to be the emergency quarterback. Like, he was the COVID quarterback. Like, try not to sit next to anybody. Uh, You know, you're sort of in the room, but you're not really in the room for meetings. We're just here. We just have you here in case everything else goes wrong. And then, lo and behold, he ends up being the starting quarterback uh, for Washington. But, look, you got Terry McLaurin there. Um, You know, we've seen them try to put some pieces together offensively. Maybe Jameis goes to Washington and throws some YOLO balls to Scary Terry. That doesn't sound that terrible to me. Yeah, that doesn't sound terrible to me. Um, I mean, look, we were excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick possibly doing that. We didn't get to see it. But maybe Jameis is the guy in Washington. I don't know. I don't hate that idea. Now, that, as I'm talking myself through it out loud, like I don't, I don't really totally he, hate that he idea. He would be the best quarterback Terry's ever played with, so he, sign me up for that. He would be. <laughs> wow. All right. Um. All right, so there we go. We've uh, we've decided Jameis is going to Washington. That's that's all done. <laughs> let's uh, let's lock that one up. Uh, the next one on my list here uh, was Marcus Mariota, and look, he you know it was interesting watching last year because the Raiders put some packages in for him. They'd bring him in every once in a while, and and he might you know run an RPO. He might take off running, what have you. Um, I saw a report, and this is not an actual report; it's more kind of an opinion or speculation that. Marcus Mariota could be a good fit for the 49ers if Kyle Shanahan isn't totally sold on Trey Lance or just wants somebody who can kind of mentor and, and be kind of a, a backup for, for Trey Lance, that Mariota can, can go in there. He can run the football if they need him to. Uh, maybe he can deliver it quickly when they need him to. I will say as a 49er fan, I don't necessarily – I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just kind of is. Uh, do you think that's a good fit or is there maybe a better one for Mariota out there? I think it's a good fit as a backup. Like I don't (laughs) think there's any world where Marcus Mariota comes in and could push Trey Lance and take that starting job. I think the only person who could take that starting job from Trey Lance is Tom Brady. Um, besides (laughs) that, like, and I don't expect that to happen besides that though. I think they drafted Trey Lance third overall for a reason, uh, but I do think Mariota is a good fit because he's a mobile-style quarterback, and I, if I have a starting quarterback that can run, I want a backup who is able to run because I don't want to have to limit my playbook and, and, and everything that I've been running because I have to make a quarterback change. I want at least a quarterback that could come in and do similar things, and I think that is Mariota uh, with for Trey Lance and the 49ers. He is one of those quarterbacks, though, that is getting hype about, like, a, a you know, a reemerging starter. And and I'm like, listen, the guy threw two passes all year last year. Yeah, he came in. He looked really athletic. He, he was running the ball at times. Uh, he's still, this, as a passer, more of the Mariota that we saw in Tennessee all those years. Uh, if he doesn't go to the Niners, I would like to see him go somewhere maybe where he could push a starter because I do think he's a high-quality backup, but I think he's getting overhyped a little bit too much as, like, this guy's going to be a good NFL starter again. I mean, I think when you talk about going somewhere where he's got a kind of similar skill set to the other quarterback, you mentioned San Francisco. Again, Chicago's another uh, another city that potentially pops up there. Uh, you know, have him kind of playing behind Justin Fields. But, yeah, I do think it's funny that basically he comes in. He uh, has a couple of nice runs. I think he, what, he scored a, a couple of touchdowns, I think, on the ground this year. Uh, and now we're talking about he had one rushing touchdown this year. Um, 
now we're talking about him as maybe being a starter again, uh, which I'm with you. I think it's weird. I also think it speaks to the quarterback issues around the league um, with so many teams kind of looking for a starter. Uh, well, how about this? Mariota in, in Carolina, maybe? Um, uh. they, they need they need quarter. I, as much as they're trying to, like, pretend that they love Sam Darnold – they they can't they can't just go into the season with only Darnold on their roster as their top quarterback. They've got to get somebody else who can push him, right? They they, they can't just let him be the guy. No way. Whether it's drafting one, signing someone like this, or I mean, for like a year now, they've been tied to every big name quarterback that we hear rumored. Maybe they finally, you know, make the big swing. They they are a roster that in a division that is completely up for grabs. Like I think if you gave them uh above average quarterback, like they can easily win that division with the with the pieces they have around them. So they uh they can't go in with Sam Darnold. I would be I was in on Darnold last year. Like he has <laughs> upside. He's finally left the Jets and then he showed to to still be the same Sam Darnold. Um other question actually I, I want to go back because you mentioned the the NFC South, right? And you're right. It is it is wide open. Uh, especially with Brady now retired, at least as of the moment. What do we think about Jameis Winston returning to Tampa? I I would rather that than Jameis Winston return to the Saints. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it will happen only because this is an offense where he threw 30 interceptions 30 in, and yeah. I, I think they're probably not going to want to get back in with that. But it would be awesome <laughs> if it was like, hey – we let you go for two years because we were able to get the GOAT, but we, we still want you. And it would be better for Mike Evans and, and whoever other the pieces are there in Tampa because are we really going to feel good if it's like Kyle Trask? I, I would much rather Jameis Winston. I mean, that's the thing, right? Because I, I don't know what quarterback they're going to bring in that, that we're going to get super excited about for fantasy, but we just want somebody who can get the ball to Mike Evans. Uh, you know, to Chris Godwin, if he's back, to whomever is is going to be catching the football. We just want to know that, that that player is going to be productive. And we know if Jameis is the guy, like, Mike Evans will be fine. Like, there won't be any questions at all. Uh, we may not draft Jameis. We'll still draft Mike <laughs> Evans. Um, all right. <clears throat> so the, the fifth and final quarterback I have on this list, and you, you talk about a guy who potentially could be a starter again, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, who has been backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo, and he says he is ready to be a starter again uh, after you know what was not a a great time in Chicago. Uh, where can he go to be potentially a starter? I mean, are we talking Carolina? Are we talking Tampa? What? Where, where would he go where he could be a fit and start potentially? So my original thinking with Trubisky was he makes a lot of sense for the New York Giants to back up Daniel Jones, stay connected with Brian Dable, but I actually believe he's going to get another chance at starting or at least get to go somewhere where he could compete. And I think the teams that you said all make sense. Like, I think he can go to Carolina and and compete, and I think he's better than Sam Darnold. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he beat him out there. Maybe Tampa with Kyle Trask. Uh, I think he would be able to beat him out. I also keep thinking the Pittsburgh Steelers, like if they miss out on Malik Willis, I think they like he's better than Mason Rudolph. He he's more mobile. Uh, so I I do think Trubisky's gonna get a spot. I I know producer Hytham loves the fact that since 2018 he's top four in win percentage. <laughs> but the the truth for Trubisky is 
I want to see him without Matt Nagy because we have saw Matt Nagy hold back Justin Fields, who we all believe is really, really good. So I, I am curious to see what Trubisky looks like uh, in a new system and, and probably with better pieces around him. Yeah, that was that was funny. There was like an infographic floating around on the internet about uh, win percentages. Was it since 2018, was it? Uh, yeah. And that, uh, yeah, it was uh, highest win percentage among active quarterbacks since 2018. Patrick Mahomes was first, Lamar Jackson second, Aaron Rodgers third, which, you know, all those are like, okay, yeah, sure, I can buy that. That makes sense. Uh, and then Mitchell Trubisky comes in at fourth. And that's when you're like, okay, yeah, we've, we've sort of manipulated these numbers a little bit <laughs> to, to make this be a thing. So, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely see a Carolina, um, you know, like you said, you, you think he's better than, than Darnold. I wouldn't really argue that. I can say that I don't think he's worse than Sam Darnold <laughs> for sure. That, that is probably more accurate. Right. Like, I definitely don't think he's worse than Sam Darnold. So, um, yeah, I think Carolina might be kind of an interesting spot. Uh, for for Trubisky there. So uh, anyway, so those are a handful of the quarterbacks. I'm sure there will be some others that make some news. Uh, again, probably by the time we release this podcast, because that's just sort of the way our our, our luck works. Um, but I did have a chance uh, a few weeks ago during Pro Bowl practice out in Las Vegas to uh, chat up some fans, uh, a gaggle of 49er and Cowboy fans who were somehow hanging out together uh, peaceably. It was amazing. Um, and uh, kind of got their thoughts on some of the fantasy season to, to come, uh, who the number one pick is, who should be the first quarterback off the board, and just some uh, general draft strategy. Because, you know, Florio and I talk about this all the time. It's always nice to go out and get the pulse uh, of the people out there. So uh, let you hear what some of those folks had to say out in Vegas. There are Niner fans over here, so I got to ask the Cowboy fans, like, what happened? Hey, hey, better luck next year. Die hard, die hard, Cowboys fans. They got lucky. We'll see them next year in the skill. And we're going to cut that out. Cardinals next season, baby. Cardinals next season. Not with number 11 back there. All right. All right, so I got to ask, do you guys play fantasy football? Yes, sir. I took championship this year. All right, okay, since you were a champion, who's your number one pick next year? Oh, my number one pick is going to be Michael Parsons. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's gonna have to be a running back. Oh man, it's probably gonna, it's probably gonna be a uh, Jonathan Taylor. It's gotta be Taylor. It's gotta be Taylor. It's gotta be Cooper Cup. Taylor. Taylor. All right. Quarterback gonna be Kyler Murray. That's for sure, baby. Yeah. All right. All right. So your quarterback's Kyler Murray. Um, where are you, ta- where are you taking D-Hop? Oh, D-Hop, 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 he got him out. You know, I'll probably take him about uh, second, third round. Yeah, 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 for sure, I'll take him. All right, so you had Jonathan Taylor as your first overall pick. Who's your first quarterback? First quarterback? Uh, it depends, because we could see the carousel with Aaron Rodgers. You don't know where he's going to be, but um, I have Josh Allen. He's going to... I think he's gonna go for MVP next year. Either him or Justin Herbert. You got a you got an early sleeper for me? I think Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton with the new quarterback. He's gonna go off next year. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Uh, side note to that kind of funny story. Um, as I was walking over to, uh, to <laughs> talk to some fans there, someone saw me. And uh, he pointed at me and he said, I drafted LaVisca Chenault because of you. <laughs> and I wanted to turn around and run away in shame. Um, so I had to offer my humble apologies. <laughs> it's uh, better happening there than like you know, in like Walgreens or something like that. True. True. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be rough if I was like in Ralph's and somebody's like coming up and berating me because they picked somebody that didn't work out for their fantasy team. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, I think, I think right now, I think the consensus sort of is that Jonathan Taylor is going to be the number one pick and that Josh Allen's going to be the first quarterback off the board, you know, at least right now in February, that seems to be kind of how things are going uh i don't know i mean i know you love jonathan taylor i know you love josh allen i i any thought that maybe that changes by the time we get to august i i think josh allen is a lock to be the qb1 um i think zach taylor uh jonathan taylor is close to being a lock but i think there's people who could make a case stronger case for other running backs marcus i also I, I've told you I'm dabbling in a couple of these early drafts. Mm -hmm. I, I know we have plenty of time to talk about it, but I'm starting to pivot away from my draft of running back in the first round strategy. Oh. I, I might be moving to uh, to receivers. I, I know you talked about drafting Cooper Cup early on. So is that is that going to be the move for you this, this year? Because for me, there's like the elite wide receivers that you could get in round one, like, like Cup, Adams, Jefferson – 
uh, Chase, even if you want to throw in like a Tyreek Debo Diggs, like those guys get so much volume every single week. And then I was surprised in my early drafts, like half the first round was receivers. And I'm like, cool. If, if we're going to get some of these guys that we were taking in the first round for running backs in the second round, that only makes it easier to take a receiver early. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm very curious. I, I have yet to jump in a best ball draft. I should probably do that sometime soon just to kind of. You're, you're normal. I, I mean, I am, <laughs> but I should probably just try to get the pulse of what's happening right now. Uh, I try to figure that one out. By the way, you talk about running backs going number one. I've still seen people making the case for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, as the number one overall pick, um, you know, I don't hate. I don't it. hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know if that's that going to be me this year, but uh, I don't necessarily hate the idea of it. So, uh, all right, we'll come back. We will uh, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some tight end fantasy fits. We'll also get you our interview with Justin Jefferson from uh, Pro Bowl practice. That was a fun one. So uh, stick around for that coming up on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. <clears throat> all right, break, break, break. Pause, 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 and back in three. Two, one. All right, we are looking at uh, free agents, the upcoming free agency period uh, in the NFL, and looking at some tight ends. Uh, I got about five of them here. There was a, a pretty hefty list of tight ends. Not all of them I thought were immediately fantasy relevant, and I'm not even sure that all of these guys I have on this list are fantasy relevant, but they were at least intriguing to me to talk about. So, uh, we'll start with Zach Ertz, who, I mean, that was one of those trades that I think worked out for sort of everybody. I mean, it, it definitely helped Dallas Goddard uh, in Philadelphia, and it helped the Cardinals uh, getting Zach Ertz and having him be productive there. Should he even leave Arizona, or, or is there a place that you think could be be good for him next year? I, I think the best spot is for him to stay in Arizona. I mean, he went there. He's clearly a, a big part of their, their passing attack, plus – uh, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk are free agents this year. We saw DeAndre Hopkins miss time last year. And Ertz himself is no like spring chicken, so I don't want to see him go into a new offense where he has to learn the offense and you know form a chemistry with the quarterback and compete with other guys there for targets. Like Let him just be here uh, in an offense that he knows and played well in uh, because I think if he is once again with the Arizona Cardinals, then I think he's back in play as like a borderline tight end one, whereas he goes somewhere else, I think then we have to, we have other concerns that we won't have if he's in Arizona. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think this this one seems like the easiest one, right? Stick in Arizona. Everything worked well there. Uh, you mentioned those guys that are going to be free agents. I mean, there's already talk that Christian Kirk is probably going to go somewhere else next year. Uh, I mean, A.J. Green. I would assume still has some football left in him because, you know, he had moments, especially late in the year, where he was very productive. So I don't think he's ready to, to retire just yet. But uh, he is still on the back end of his career. So uh, everything just seems set up well for Zach Ertz. So this one, this one feels like a no-brainer that he should stay in Arizona, um, which means he's likely going to go somewhere else because this is what we all want, and we never get what we want. So that's, that's that. Um, Gronk is a free agent. Um, he has said that his decision to play or not play in the future is not tied to what Tom Brady does. But let's keep it real. We have never seen Rob Gronkowski without Tom Brady. Like, that's just been his quarterback for his whole professional career. Do you think he retires? I mean, aside from the Tom Brady issues aside, I mean, this is a guy who has taken a physical beating throughout his career. Uh, the injury is definitely starting to pile up. He does not look like the same guy who was just a monster all those years in New England. Does he retire? Does he stay in Tampa? Does he go somewhere else? 
I, when Tom Brady announced his retirement, I actually tweeted, I was like, I guess this means the end of Gronk too, because up until recently, Gronk was saying like, I will not catch passes from anyone other than Tom Brady. And like, if Brady retires, I'm probably retiring. And it made sense because we had already seen Gronk step away. We had seen Gronk, you know, pursue other endeavors. And he's, like you said, he's taking a beating himself. He's, he's getting up there in age for his position. Then he came out and he was like, I'll play with that young buck, Joe Burrow. So I'm like, all right, if he signs anywhere, I'm kind of expecting it to be Cincinnati. Uh, and if it's not Cincinnati and he still wants to keep playing, I think he'll go to another contender, whether that be like the Chargers or or someone like that. I, I think he's going to go somewhere where they have an established quarterback and an established chance of winning a Super Bowl. I don't think he's... He's not playing for money or, or numbers right. or anything like that. No, he really... I think at this point, he really is playing just for the love of the game, right? And just, just the, the competition aspect of it. Because you're right. I mean, he's made all the money that he probably can. He's won championships. Um, there's really not much else in terms of, of accolades and accomplishments left for him to play for. So it really is just about you know wanting to be out there, wanting to see if he can maybe win another ring, and that, that's kind of it. I do like the Cincinnati angle, though, uh, with, with him saying that. Um, which... So I'll just skip down the list then, right? So let's say we're moving Gronk to Cincinnati. CJ Uzama is a free agent. Um, I don't think the two of them can coexist on that Bengals roster. So let's, since we have automatically put Gronk in there, and that is now gospel, it's canon now. Um, where does CJ Uzama end up? The first place that I thought of, and I think it makes sense, is the Colts. Mm. Like, the, the Colts is an offense that likes to showcase their tight ends uh, obviously they have other pieces around them so they don't want to have like not that they don't want to have but they don't need like a superstar tight end but they do need a reliable tight end uh and that is something they've lacked the last couple of years we've seen it be a revolving door between multiple tight ends I think Uzama comes in he's clearly their best option he's a, a threat after the catch and he would be Arguably their second best receiving option after Michael Pittman Jr., depending on what they do in free agency in the draft. So that was one spot that just uh, I thought of, like, with Uzama. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I Actually, I, I like that, too, because, you know, the, the Titans or the, the, the Colts, rather, use their, their tight end quite a bit. I sort of just spoiled where I was going to go with it. I'm staying in the division. I think, <laughs> I think Tennessee would be an interesting spot, too. I know last offseason a lot of people were trying to get excited about Anthony Ferkser. Um, I didn't really materialize, you know, it was like him and Jeff Swaim and Michael Pruitt all kind of taking opportunities and what have you, but nobody really established themselves as the guy at tight end. Um, you know, obviously AJ Brown's the number one. I know Tennessee is hoping that Julio Jones can, can stay healthy next year and, you know, look something close to the Julio Jones we saw all those years in Atlanta. So it's not like you bring in a CJ Uzama and you're immediately expecting him to be a super stud right away. But if you can have him as your third receiving option, um, you know, and then you get Derrick Henry back for a full season and everything, I think he's a nice piece there in, in Tennessee for a team that, you know, look, they, they were the one seed for better or worse in the AFC. They won the division. Um, they are still primed to be very competitive in the AFC. Uh, why not add C.J. Uzama to that offense? Give them one more piece to work with there. So uh, I think we basically mostly – yeah, and Justin loves it. So uh, I must be on the right track there, <laughs> putting him in Tennessee. I think that would be a good fit for him, man. You have the other two receivers opening up space, and he could be underneath. And we know he can run after the catch, so 
I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we've got that set. So we've got Gronk and Cincy. We've got Uzama uh, in Tennessee. Where do we put Mike Gesicki? I mean, we, we're, look, we're, we're giving people homes today, right? We got Zach Ertz still sticking in Arizona. We got Gronk. We got Uzama. Mike Gesicki. Um, he was fine. He's been fine in, in Miami. I always like to use him sort of as the, the poster child for the kind of mid-round meh tight end. But, you know, it's all said and done. He ends up kind of hanging around being a top 10 tight end. Does he stay in Miami or should he go somewhere? I think he should just just stay right where he is. Why would he want to leave that <laughs> Miami weather? Um, but in all seriousness, like he's been a huge backer of Tua Tungavailoa. He's publicly, you know, come out and said all the right things about his quarterback. And he's a like I'm excited to see what this Dolphins offense could look like with Mike McDaniel because I'm like, is it gonna kind of mirror what they did in San Francisco and if that's the case Gusecki's a chess piece for McDaniel like I know he's a tight end but he lines up out wide he lines up in the slot he'll line up as a traditional tight end uh and then you know with the 49ers like George Kittle thrived because they were able to get him the ball in space and let him show like how good of an athlete he is and run after the catch not saying Gusecki is George Kittle, but he's a very good athlete himself. So uh, I, I would be excited to see what he can do in a Mike McDaniel system. So I'm, I just want him to stay tight, stay in Miami. I like that. I mean, my thought was maybe he goes to Indianapolis and and you know kind of fills that role there. But I think you know with you bringing up McDaniel uh, and what he did with the 49ers offense last year and and being able to move George Kittle around. Um, Gasicki is not the blocking tight end that Kittle is, so he would be more of a receiving threat. Like sometimes, I think sometimes for fantasy, we lose out on Kittle because they ask him to stay in and block, so he's not able to go out and catch passes. Uh, I don't think you're really going to get that with Gasicki because that is not his, his strong point. So maybe we see him out in more routes. Maybe they move him around because we know they want to get the ball to Jalen Waddell. I think that pass catching group is still kind of wide open after that. Um, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with guys like Devontae Parker and what have you. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I like that. I think I think. All right, so we've locked them up. Gasicki, you're staying home. Uh, you're staying. You're staying. You're staying in Miami there. All right. So the last one, and I really debated putting him on the list at all, but I felt like I felt like he deserves one more shot, which is probably two extra shots too many based on what has happened the last <laughs> few years. But Evan Ingram, who is still chasing the high of that rookie season oh so many years ago, uh, set to be a free agent. I can't imagine the Giants are going to want to continue to, to try to make it work with him. Um, so he is out on the open market. Uh, again, look, his first year, 64 catches, 722 yards, and six touchdowns. He hasn't really done anything like that since. Um, where where does he go? Where where does Evan Ingram fit, if at all, this year? Uh, yeah, he's one that I've been sucked in on more times than I, <laughs> I want to admit. Because you see him, you watch this guy play, and you're like, he's a big, athletic tight end. Like He should be able to build off that rookie year and every year there's an excuse why it didn't happen uh, I do think he needs a fresh start and the idea I had was the Chargers you put him there uh, on a team that has Austin Eckler Keenan Allen potentially Mike Williams or if they if he walks a Mike Williams replacement 
Evan Ingram then becomes like the third or fourth option in the passing game. Uh, he becomes one that defenses aren't focusing in on. Uh, and we saw Jared Cook. I mean, like old Jared Cook this year still <laughs> have flashes because it's easy to have success when the defense is worried about everyone else around you and you're just kind of that afterthought. So if Evan Ingram was able to play in that role, I, I think he could still have a strong season. I I'm done saying he's going to be a fantasy tight end one <laughs> but i think if he goes somewhere like the chargers high-end fantasy tight end two for sure yeah i mean i think i think the chargers works because they won't need him to be the primary pass catcher right that, that they can go to other guys uh and have it sort of and have him kind of fade into the background a little bit and make some plays there that's not a bad one i think a similar situation um would be seattle right where you've got a couple of guys in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, uh, who are going to be the primary pass catchers. Now, I think part of the Seattle situation could hinge on what Russell Wilson's future is with the team. If Wilson's not there, then kind of all bets are off. Who knows what really happens? But, you know, in Seattle, they would be able to use him as a third option in the passing game. And, and the one thing about the Seahawks, they like using their tight ends, especially down in the red zone, down near the goal line. So even if he doesn't catch a ton of passes, uh, maybe he gets some renewed touchdown upside there. But again, uh, I think a lot of that is contingent on on Russell Wilson sticking around. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think anybody really is going to buy into him being a tight end one anymore. Um, if you are of the, the mind to, to draft two tight ends, I, I guess you take a late round draft. Uh, flyer on him but more than likely he just he seems sort of like waiver wire fodder uh next year i don't know that's just me he he'll be he'll be one of those tight ends that like six different people in your league start throughout the year <laughs> exactly he has he's that guy that like you know he'll end up he'll end up in your waiver wire column like for like a month straight um and you'll be like yeah uh Sure, if you want, you can you can pick up Evan Ingram, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, so that that'll be, and then like Rank will be like besmirching me for for talking <laughs> him up one week, and uh, that that'll exact. Who is it? Was a uh, Ricky Seals Jones was that guy this past? Yeah, year. yeah. I uh, I think I had him in the sleeper <laughs> column more times than I can count because the matchup always seemed good, and I was always hoping like, hey, this is the week, maybe he catches a touchdown, and like, yeah. So uh, so welcome to that life, Evan Ingram. Never thought we'd be talking about you there. So, um, Well, I did, as I mentioned, uh, have a chance to talk to Justin Jefferson briefly uh, at Pro Bowl practice. And look, I, side note to this, um, dude was great. He was hilarious, a lot of fun to talk to. And when I say he signed literally every autograph he could, that is not an exaggeration. He stayed long after practice. He went kind of outside the, the ropes, outside the barriers, and just down the row of the stands. And literally anyone who handed him something, he signed it and handed it back. It was amazing to watch. Uh, you know, if you weren't a fan of Justin Jefferson before that, uh, just watching him sort of interact with the fans and, and communicate with people, uh, it's hard to not be a fan of that guy afterwards. So I uh, had a chance to talk to him about uh, some of his early career success uh, and a little bit of uh, his connection and his uh, friendship with Jamar Chase. So take a listen to that. Uh, so two years, two Pro Bowls. Congratulations on that. Uh, what does it mean to you so early into your career to have your name you know, alongside guys like Randy Moss? Uh, it's, it's crazy, honestly. Uh, I'm honestly blessed to be in this situation, uh, playing for the Vikings, uh, you know, having a record last year. So a lot of things has been going in my favor. 
but I just got to keep working, keep pushing. It's only my second year. Talk about having the record. What was it like watching your old college teammate break your rookie record, man? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it at the same time. You know, it's always love between me and him and Joe. Um, I mean, we have so much love for each other. You know, we're brothers. So any success we have, we're always rooting for each other. And I'm definitely rooting for him in the Super Bowl. All right, I want to do a quick three and out with you. Just kind of three random questions, just kind of fun, fun stuff for you. Um, if you were going to play another pro sport, what would it be? Basketball. No cap. All right, uh, what's your favorite holiday? Christmas, gifts. <laughs> All right. Is there one food out there that you will not eat under any circumstance? Ooh, it's raw tuna. I will never do it. Never do it. I tried it one time, I'll never do it again. <laughs> All right, and that last one for you, uh, for folks out there who play fantasy, why should folks draft you in fantasy next year? Look at the last season. That's all I got to say. 1,600, we good. Whatever team I'm on, we straight. So make sure y'all caught me early. Early in the draft, early, early. So we good. All right, who gets to 2,000 first in the season, you or Jamar? Me. What you mean? Me. Me, and I'm going to go tell it to him today, too. After we finish here, I'm going to get the 2000 before he do. <laughs> go ahead. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Thanks. You, man. Take care. <laughs> okay, so now I asked him who gets to 2,000 yards in a season first, him or Jamar Chase. He obviously, no surprise, said it was going to be him. Uh, I will ask you, as a neutral observer to this, who do you think, if one of these guys is going to get to 2,000 receiving yards in a season, which one do you think does it first? Uh I, I, I'm going to go with Chase just because he's got the longevity of playing with Joe Burrow for probably the next decade or so. But, man, Justin Jefferson has a legit shot <laughs> this year. The play caller who just had Cooper Cup get this historic season is now going to be drawing up plays for Justin Jefferson. He still has his veteran quarterback there, so maybe he does it this year. He still has his veteran quarterback there. And, look, Adam Thielen, one year older uh, you know, I think one one step closer to, you know, the end of his career. So maybe that means a little more love, a little more opportunity for Justin Jefferson. Um, I think if there's going to be a year, I think if there's a year to do it, it's probably this year. But I think I think the long term opportunity, you're right, is probably with Jamar Chase, because who knows what happens with Kirk Cousins and what that does for that offense. Meanwhile, we know. Chase and Burrow are primed to be together for a long time. So uh, it very well could be him. But, um, yeah, but uh, thanks to Justin Jefferson for uh, coming by and, and chatting with us for uh, a few minutes. That was, that was a whole lot of fun. So, um, yeah, man, we're, uh, we're getting to combine time. I think we're going to try to talk some combine uh, next week. And that means we've got to get our pal Matt Okada back on the show. Uh, you know, he is one of our – our go-tos when it comes to scouting and prospects and dynasty and all that stuff. I know you dynasty folks are out there and uh, you are, you're chomping at the bit. I see your tweets. Uh, <laughs> I, see your, I see you're constantly trying to trade guys that I would hold on to, but that's just because I'm not a dynasty uh, fanatic quite like that. So uh, <laughs> we'll start diving into that very, very, very soon. In the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Get vax, wear a mask, do good, and live well. And we will talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.